Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Hello, stream. This is Penn Sunday School. Were you a little surprised? I wasn't surprised. We begin. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly. We are broadcasting from Show Creator Studio South here in Las Vegas, Nevada. This week, Penn, he's been up to a whole, up to no good. He's been up to no good, and uh, this is an intervention. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta crack the whip and uh, rattle the cage. Here he is, preaching the love, Penn Gillette. It's really awesome to see that improv training in practice. <laughs> just fastest mind in comedy. <laughs> yeah, just going, going, going. <laughs> preaching love. How are you, Matt Donnelly? I'm doing good. I'm doing. How are good. you doing? Doing the. Uh, uh, I, I never got to see a full run-through of Casey at the Bat. Yeah. Casey at the Bat is, well, for many years, was the bit that we were most known for. It was the one right. that was most mentioned. We did it on Saturday Night Live. did it on Penn & Go Public. I think we did it on Letterman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did it a lot. We also did it on Fool Us in the early days. Yes. And um, uh, we haven't done it many years it's an upside down straitjacket escape and who wants to hang teller upside down anymore right oh for uh, better spikes but you are doing it with jessica jane yeah Jessica. now jane. is her oh god this makes me crazy is her name is that her real name her real name is jessica jane peterson okay full name now is she calling herself jessica jane as a joke on jesse james no 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 she just does that and she's also one of those people who's uh, unpicky about their name. Mm-hmm. So you go like, Jessica Jane, I feel like I just want to call you blank. And whatever that blank is, she goes, go for it. Yeah. Like she well, you care. know, I remember uh, Georgie Bernasek, who works with yes. us. I said, is it Bernasek or Bernasek? She said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the greatest answer ever. Isn't that the greatest answer? Yes. Yeah. yeah. People that just don't care at all. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, I find that so charming. Yeah. But- um, I remember uh, she's done that porn thing, right? Which is taking your middle name as your last name. Peterson or Jane? Jane, not oh. Peterson. What Peterson got to do with anything? <laughs> I was. That's why I was curious. Yeah, but you take your middle name, yes. and use that as your last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to use the. Ex- we don't want to open this can of bees to say one of the examples who's Ron Jeremy, of course. Right, right, right. Because his name is Ron Jeremy, then something family like yeah 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 but he doesn't want to have people know and that's why everybody was named lynn in porn for a while oh yeah back in the 80s they were using their middle name and their middle name was lynn yeah yeah and then they started doing because others did it but uh i I don't i do not have a good porn name by that rule i know there's a lot of other elaborate ways to create a porn name but matthew peter is not a good matthew peter's fine because peter's a word for dick oh that's true yeah so matthew peter would be fine yeah there you go and i would be pen fraser pen fraser is a great porn yeah and also they would flip it fraser pen peter matthews peter matthews is a fine porn name peter matthews is a fine porn yeah. name all right i'll try i'll go into porn i'll okay. do it <laughs> how about uh I picked up magic at 39 i can just i'll go into porn at 40 45 yeah sure now that's a good idea <laughs> now uh uh i've forgotten you. your name is rich heron right what's yes. your middle name ready neil neil vince already got it yeah rich neil yeah neil richard then you're winking at Richard Short for Dick, so you yeah. can go with that. Neil Dick. <laughs> Have you ever been called Dick? Uh, I mean, other, I mean, as a name today. I know you've been called Dick. <laughs> I have called you Dick every so time I go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Have they ever called you Dick? No, but the family, because I'm named after a grandfather, uh-huh. family called me Little Richard. <laughs> to my delight and nobody else's. Oh, Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! 
Can you imagine these beautiful hands and dishwasher? Yeah. That was my little Richard impersonation. Like, it was pretty I like good. It. I kind of nailed it just like that. Yeah. So uh, getting back to uh, to where we were. Yeah. See, I, I was once asked by a uh, by a, uh, a stripper yeah. what a good name would be for her. Oh. And I thought uh, Evelyn Edgar Poe would be very good. She was very goth. Yes. So every time I've heard... Jessica Jane, I think that her name is uh, Jessica James. Ah. Because Jessica James would be a joke on Jesse James. Yes. And I always think of her as a joke on Jesse James, but no one else does? No, I don't think so. Not another person this on the is, planet. This is the first I've heard. I've, I've been working with her for a short time. I've known her for a while, but, ne- but not. I've, I haven't been in mixed company with her for a long time, so it hasn't come up. I'm going to say- Mixed company? Why are you using that phrase? I don't know. I haven't been around her and other people That's not mixed socially. company. That's What's mixed not, company? Mixed company means when you have women and men together so you can't tell dirty jokes. Ah. I, I don't want to say this in mixed Got company. It. In other words, if it were all men, you'd talk about, uh, oh, water's cold and deep too. You'd tell that <laughs> joke. But you wouldn't tell that joke in mixed company. Got it, got it. And and we, I've been with her when we've had, uh-oh, we've got company, in which case we just start to get shot at. <laughs> so I've been around her in that company. Um, but uh, anyhow, I, 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 yeah, I don't I don't think that's a, that's the case. I think I think she, she's just... Uh, I think I think we're I think a lot of names are like her name where she's from. There's also a Jesse James pop country star. There's a Jesse Jessica James? Jesse James. But is it Jesse spelled like the woman's name? Yes. Okay. So Jesse James. Jesse James is a good name. Yeah. But Jack, like my friend SJ here in Vegas, she's from Texas. Everyone from Texas calls her Sarah Jessica. Uh no one is no one shortens it. I see. It's always like, hello, Sarah Jessica. Well, you know, when I did uh, Celebrity Apprentice yeah. with Trace Atkins, yeah. the last show, the final show. What's his middle name? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think his middle name is Big Dick. <laughs> Badunkadunk. Badunkadunk. Yeah, boy. Boy, when that's what you're known for. Fine, you had a hit single. Yeah, yeah. What else matters? Honky Tonk Badunkadunk. Yeah. Uh, someday, sociologists will be looking at that. The, like friends of mine are just hired in the AGT show to cover an act. And that act is where you spit water, you dress in tuxedos and you spit water into each other's mouths mm-hmm. to music, right? And I just think there's got to be one dry event where you're like, I just don't feel like getting spit into my mouth today. You yeah. know, like just whatever, Thursday, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just has to be one day where you're like, I'm just not into it. You yeah. Know? You know, uh, years and years ago, you know, ping pong ball, mouth juggling, you've yes. seen that, where you spit ping pong ball. Yeah, and you catch him, and uh, Grand Picasso who was on the Ringling Brothers Barn and Bailey Greatest Show on Earth show yeah. for a while. Uh, he would do five ping pong balls spitting in his mouth. And he didn't also do the gather thing where they put the both hands on the side, which is kind of like using two hands and a mouth. Yeah, he would just do it. He also would do frisbees over the audience like five of them uh, going all up and around but and they come right back yeah, yeah. Uh, boomerang frisbees nice and uh, boomerangs don't work by the way good point because <laughs> when you see boomerangs in cartoons yes and then i had a pen pal in australia who sent me a boomerang yeah and i took it in the backyard and i threw it thinking this is going to go come right back into my hand no <laughs> Does not do that. Takes a great deal of skill. It's like you give credit to the boomerang. Yeah. And it's not really the boomerang that deserves the credit. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think it's probably easier to get a frisbee to come back to you, yeah. right? It's a boom it's the boomeranger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, it's what when I asked Johnny Thompson. It's the thing I happen to be chucking at this moment. <laughs> yeah. The fact yeah. that don't give it any other meaning to that because I'm doing all the work. I'm doing all the work. All the, it's like when I asked Johnny Tom, I'm going to get back to the ping pong ball thing, yeah, by yeah. the way. Well, I'm still trying to get back to Trace Atkins. So yeah, we, we won't. We've we, we got a ways to go. <laughs> got a long ways to go to get back to that. Miles to go before we sleep. Anyway, as I was saying, right. Johnny Thompson, I asked him once what the hardest magic trick he ever learned. Sleight of hand. What's the hardest sleight of hand thing you ever learned? I asked Johnny Thompson. Yeah. Who knew all sleight of hand. Yeah. What's the, the hardest encyclopedic. thing? He said, cutting a tomato. 
he said that when you're selling Ginzu knives yeah. on the streets, which he did, and sell Ginzu knives at fairs, yeah. you have to show how the Ginzu knife uh, will cut a tomato so thin you can read the paper through it, right? <laughs> that's that's the gag. Look how thin you can slice a tomato. And yeah. the gag on it is, that, you know, the whole Penn and Teller show was based on the waterless cookware shows in fairs. Yes. Teller and I would go to those fairs all the time, and I tried to learn to talk just like those guys. If you listen to the early Penn and Teller shows, the early Asparagus Valley shows, yeah. I am talking exactly like a waterless cook cookware salesperson. <laughs> and I still do. I still do yeah. on the show. It very much has those rhythms. I love those rhythms. It's my favorite type of American speech, right? So the Ginzu knife has all that stuff, right? And you you get this Ginzu knife, you can slice the tomato so thin, it'll last a family of eight for three weeks. <laughs> you slice them just really thin. And then you show how good the Ginzu knife is yeah. by slicing really thin. Johnny Thompson said, hardest sleight of hand ever <laughs> was learning to slice with a dull, shitty knife like a Ginzu. Yeah. Learning to slice that thin because it's got nothing to do with the knife. <laughs> it's all the operator. It's the singer, not, not the, the song. song. It's the singer, not the song with the Ginzu knife. Okay. Yeah. Or with the boomerang or with Frisbees. And, um, I remember now that the two person act spitting ping pong balls back and forth in their mouths was a, uh, turned into bananas. Yes. And was done as a big act in, uh, one of the goddamn shows. What is Opium. it? Opium. Opium or. Crack. It was on crack, I think. <laughs> and um, might have been Crystal Meth. Is that yes. one of their shows? Yeah, yeah, Crystal yeah. Meth. Uh, Hosted by Crystal. And it nauseates me a little bit. Yeah. Spitting the bananas back and forth. Yeah. But I remember meeting a, a two person juggling team like in the 70s. And they said, We learned to spit ping pong balls back and forth. And it was really hard and looked really great, but everybody was nauseated by it. So we couldn't do it. Times have a change. They sure have. They sure have, because now people spitting in each other's mouths, that's mainstream entertainment. <laughs> in the 70s, that was just two beats south of golden showers. <laughs> but I bet by 2030, yeah. there'll be a golden showers act in uh, whatever it will be then. Fentanyl. <laughs> that, that'll be the show. The show will be Fentanyl. Featuring golden showers on stage. It'll be done very, very classy and with a great deal of humor. <laughs> and, and fentanyl. Uh, yeah, $10,000 costumes. We've bought a town and we're calling it fentanyl. <laughs> may, may be a little stupid. I don't know. So the last show for, uh, I've talked about this briefly before, but I'll talk about it again. Yeah. Um, for the entire time on, uh, on Celebrity Apprentice. Um, Trace called me Pim. 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 Every time. And when I complained to him, I'm sick of being called Pim. Call me Pen. And he said, it's pronounced Pim. I said, well, it's my name. <laughs> I was not like Georgie Brunasic on this. And then he said, well, by the way, you say my name wrong all the time. And I said, well, I say Trace. He said, it's not Trace. It's Trice. 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 It's two syllables. Trice. Trace. Trice. So if you watch the last show of Celebrity Apprentice, and why would you? And you can't. Because uh, <laughs> Trump had everything pulled down because it's very clear he's mentally deficient on that show. <laughs> Even though that show made him president, yes. he's a total, full-out moron yeah. for the whole show. But anyway, you would not want to watch it, and he won't let you watch it. And NBC will sue you if you do watch it. Yeah. But if you do watch it, you could hear, we promised ourselves in the last show, we would pronounce each other's name properly. <laughs> so it's very, very funny because we both pause beforehand. And I go, when I first got to work with Trice. Yeah. And then he goes, well, well, you know, Pen. <laughs> and our, and, you know, and our, and our mouths fit around it like a mattress on a bottle of wine, you know, just no kind of, no kind of idea about it at all, but that's where we were. So Jessica Jane yeah. was working on uh, the upside down straight jacket. Yes. And she, she's, she's already skilled at a straight jacket. Yes. And you're already skilled at reading. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you still both had to practice it. 
Definitely. Uh, it's, it is a, it is a, the gag is that the idea Teller and I had, uh, which we also had in Asparagus Valley, yeah, which was, wouldn't it be interesting if art was put in place of real danger? Yes. And instead of racing, so originally the straitjacket escape was we had Pierre Gint in the Hall of a Mountain King, mm-hmm. and it played for a certain number of measures that we had to escape from the straitjackets and play the rest of the music. And the gag was, if we don't escape from the straitjackets in time, the theater will fall silent. <laughs> there will be no music, right? Yeah. Then we did it with the poem, with the two of us, and we, we cheated a little bit because we put spikes underneath them and hung them upside down. Yes. So there is there is danger there as well. Yeah, and also but you don't like it's funny because I, I watched it love uh, you know I watched clips of it on the internet loved it my whole life but uh, approaching it from a performance standpoint like I didn't realize the audience figures out the premise not you don't deliver the premise mm-hmm. and that was like oh this is already a different thing. Than when I went to rehearse it, than what was in my head. Right. You never explicitly say no that we're we're doing an escape time to poetry. Right, right. The audience tells themselves that. Yes. What I say is the way I act it. If I can be said to act. Yeah, yeah. The way I act it is I'm totally oblivious to teller. Yeah. I am just reading a poem, and when I stand up, there's going to be a huge ovation because I read the poem so well. <laughs> that's that's the comedic premise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, No, that and it is distinct. And I think I had my first Penn and Teller uh, pen problem, which is that like I was either uh, getting the comedic premise correctly, but then reading sloppily and horribly and not enjoying the pace at which I was reading, mm-hmm. or I was like very deliberately getting the pace correct, but then I felt like the performance was suffering, mm-hmm. right? And I'm trying to talk to people about that. Meanwhile, all eyes and all attention is on Jessica Jane Peterson <laughs> and whether or not she's hurting herself or putting herself in peril. And also, she okay? Hang upside down for extended periods of time and how many runs can she do and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I'm having problems too. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my first pen problem. Well, that was, that was wonderful when... Um, Mike Nichols yeah. came to the show. Yeah. Mike Nichols thrilled me yeah. by saying, first of all, it's a it's a great dialogue. Yes. That thrilled me. And then he also said, Does d- does everybody know you have the hardest part in this? <laughs> <laughs> he said, because I watched it going, Jesus Christ, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, no one will think that, Matt. No one will think that. No. And that's okay. And that's obviously the idea of it. But uh, Mike Nichols dead yes your hope for mike nichols coming to milwaukee damn it to see you do that and going matt donnelly what a nice job dead the one person who could appreciate that dead give it up i got i have to give it up yeah and then so working on that and then you know your your water your cookless water salesman Mm. speak Mm -hmm. um you you naturally allow for more syllables in a sentence for you to speak than me. <laughs> yeah. I say, I do that Paul Simon thing. Yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to the, when it feels like the end of a sentence and nope, I'm looking down my script, I have five, six, seven more words to say <laughs> before that period comes. Well, the, a friend of mine who did an impersonation <laughs> of me um, said, if you want to talk like Penn, you know, if you want to talk like uh, Nick Cage, yeah. You just escalate, scream at the end of every sentence. Yeah. You know, that's what you do. Yeah. With me, a friend of mine pointed out, and I got very self-conscious about it. I'm afraid to even <laughs> say it now because when I go on stage tonight, yeah. I will I will start thinking about it. Yeah. He said, when you speak, only one word matters in every sentence. <laughs> And you emphasize that one word, and none of the other words matter. <laughs> you just pick one, yeah, and one only, yeah, and that's the one you emphasize. Wow, and that's very clear on that speech, just like it was there when I said very clear. <laughs> You're right. This is really good. You should have saved this for the second episode. I can't do two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he pointed out that other people have uh, 
graduations yeah. in their sentences of which words are important and which words aren't. But he said, when you're performing, you find one word in every sentence, and that's the one you emphasize. <laughs> Actually, I find this helpful. And it's the only yeah. one that matters. <laughs> and then uh, Teller got to watch a run through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and afterward, you know, he was talking to me a little bit about, you know, you you get the words or whatever, and, and he goes, you can also change it up, or whatever. And I said, wait, hold on, <laughs> we're doing a cover of your thing. Yeah. If you have a cover artist, make things their own. You should you should make some of the sentences your own. Yeah. And I was like, okay, the one who doesn't talk is the one who's telling me it's okay to change the words of the one who does talk. <laughs> yeah. What you want to do <laughs> is you you want to come up there and go, um, I'm going to read a poem. Yeah. But let's get some suggestions for the audience of what the poem should be about. <laughs> That's what you should do. Bring it into your world. Casey at the, anyone, anyone, <laughs> shout it out. And I'll make something up as we go. What's funny is that like, because almost in a fun way, in my regular act, there's a part where I have uh, introduced uh, Shackles uh, for, for an escape. And I write- Shackles the clown? Shackles the clown, yeah. He comes out, he does a tight five. Um, but he always runs over. He loves the audience. Um, no, no. Uh, and I wrote a phrase that I think sounds like you saying it. And in it, I almost run out of breath saying it. <laughs> so I'm ready for your voice. There are, there are times in the show yeah. where I have to remember to take a huge breath or I can't get through the next few lines. <laughs> Cause I hate doing a breath in the middle of lines. Yeah. 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 So I will sometimes, uh, during whack a teller. Yeah. When I, when I want to say, I don't know what kind of person sits in an audience passively and watches this thing happen. Correct. Yeah. I can't get through that. I can't get that <laughs> breath out. That's a, yeah. And that cannot have a breath. Yeah. There's no place in it for a breath. No place. <laughs> so I've got to go. I don't know what kind of person sits <laughs> passively in an audience and watches this kind of thing happen on stage. Yeah, all that. I would never get to on stage. I'd be done. <laughs> I would be done. Yeah. So there's some phrases like that in there that I'm trying to either figure out if I can maybe make my language, make it into my language or not. It's it's hard because there's a lot of those famous lines are really well written and they're very funny as is. And they take a lot of breath. They do. Uh, yeah. Like I, as I, some of you may have been expecting something more sensational than this, but I trust me by the end of this, you will be hanging on my every word. Something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the, it's like, I look at that sentence and it is two full sentences on the, on the page with no, no punctuation. And you say he doesn't breathe during He does not do, yeah. He does not breathe. I essentially <laughs> do, I do a subtle version of David Blaine's act. <laughs> <laughs> David Blaine's in water with a fucking alligator. David Blaine wishes he had his six, six person's lungs. That's, yeah, that's what he's, that's, he's he, yeah. I'm holding my breath longer than him while talking and with no alligator. Yeah. Uh, I was told that the alligator's out of the show. When you went back in, was there an alligator ready? Alligator's out of the show. <laughs> oh, man. Man. And that alligator is one of the few alligators that had work in show business. Because <laughs> it used to be there was an alligator wor- uh, show over at the Riv. Yes. They blew that up. But there was an alligator show there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was way back in one of the shows, uh, Glenn would be able to tell you and send you the ad for it. <laughs> if, if Glenn's listening, you will get... A, uh, you'll get a text that shows the ad for the alligator act, but there was an alligator act at the Riv. Yeah, and there was there was alligator acts in Florida. There were alligator acts all over, but now there was one working alligator. <laughs> he went back to the zoo, and everyone's like, "Told you you'd come back." Yeah. You're like, "Fuck you, man!" The last guy doing a George Bird's impersonation. <laughs> that's that's what that alligator was. I got to tell you about some stuff. I'm going to tell you about some stuff. You want me to tell you about some stuff? I do. I'll take a moment to tell you about some stuff because you'll like hearing about this. If you need a New Year's resolution idea, if you haven't got one by now, it's a little late for one. Yeah. But it's still a good idea. Or you want to get a jump on 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Really early for that. Yeah. You're all ready for that. Stop putting it off and finally get life insurance. Yes. Fabric 
by Gerber Life is the easy online solution you've been waiting for. It is. Yes. It is. Look, get your whole financial future organized, get everything put together. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Yeah. And maybe someone knows what some of those words mean <laughs> other than surprisingly in minutes. <laughs> You could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Takes less than 10 minutes to apply. Yes. It's really, really fast. And I got to tell you, uh, you didn't even think about life insurance before you were a dad, right? Correct. Never crossed your mind. Who cares about that? And my kids put significant effort into making me feel worthless, but it turns out because of life insurance, I'm not. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the point. Fabric has partnered with Gerber Life, trusted by millions of families like yours for over 50 years. With over 1,600 five-star reviews on Trustpilot.com, you can feel confident that you're getting a high-quality policy that is perfect for your family. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash Pen. pen. That's meetfabric.com slash pen. M-E-E-T-F-B-R-I-C dot com slash P-E-N-N. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Insurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. All's that from uh, from Fabric Life Insurance. Yeah. You're going to learn all about that. Life insurance is really good. I, I think that I have to spell out meat fabric. <laughs> of course. Because some people would go, why meat fabric? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got that right there. Now we got to talk about this. This is where we bring uh, we bring Reddy in. Yeah. Reddy's our expert on this. Masterclass. We know Masterclass. Yeah. We do that magic. If you haven't watched the Penn & Teller Masterclass on magic, yeah. it's good. Yes. It's not good because of me. But it's good. I'm taking a free ride. If you want to see someone take a free ride at other people's talent, and we really do. And it's, you know, Bill Wyman's not working anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You can watch me. You can watch me ride along like Gary Talent and the E Street Band. (laughs) With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, at your own pace. You can learn how to magic. From Penn and Teller. Improve your magic skills from Penn and Teller and learn magic from Penn and Teller. You're supposed to put different ones in there. <laughs> With over 2,500 2, classes. Yeah. That's a lot. You're just one of them. Or yeah. in this case, three of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> and you're in it as well. Yes. If you want to see a grown man suffer and almost pass out from instruction, that's, it's really worth watching. It's really good. What have you been watching lately, Ready Rich? I'm going to revisit Chris Voss because I've been using that information a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Wow. The uh, hostage negotiator for the FBI. Have you had a hostage situation? I have not, but I do have guests of the casino mm-hmm. ask for directions all the time. Mm-hmm. And I had this bad habit of pointing to where they want to go, and you're not supposed to do that. Why not? Because in Simian culture, pointing is an act of aggression. Really? And it sets the psychology off. Even though people understand what you mean, that's not how the body interprets it. Crazy. Wow. That's amazing. See, that's the kind of thing, you know, you might not think that you're going to be a hostage negotiator, yeah. but watching a masterclass from a hostage negotiator can teach you all sorts of other stuff. So you're not supposed to ever point anywhere? You're supposed to gesture with your full hand, palm up. Oh, that's much better. That does, I've, we're doing it right now for listeners. And that's it feels, much better. It feels great. It feels really great. Uh, I got to remember that. I should be doing that in the show. I just was going to say. Because I point <laughs> to people all the time. And you direct people to do stuff all the time. Yeah, I'm going to point by, but I also point at them. I'm going to point by full hand from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less aggression. Boy, we learned a lot from Masterclass today. It's okay if it's a character choice. Uh, but that, that would be if I want to be seen as aggressive in the show. I think I used to want to be. I don't think I want to be anymore. But I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every class 
every class. You buy one fee, you can watch all of them. And they're beautifully produced. They're beautifully professionally produced. There's auxiliary material. There's written stuff. There's recipes, not for hostage negotiating, right. but for uh, food and stuff. And as a Penn Sunday School listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash Pen. Now, that's masterclass.com slash pen for 15% off masterclass. Let's talk about shaving, shall we? Oh, yeah, finally. Sure. Uh, My kind of show. Whether you want to go from Bigfoot to competitive swimmer or be an innovator who brings back the soul patch, Harry has the tools for your closest, cleanest shave ever. Yes. I got to tell you, you know, I, uh, I, I need to shave once a week. Yeah. How often do you need to shave? I have to shave uh, three or four times a week. Uh-huh. I should shave five or six, mm-hmm. but I, I don't do it enough. But you know, I'm getting. I got the Harry Harry's thing. Yeah, and it's a good razor. It's a good razor, and a good razor makes a difference. Yes. I don't like electric razors. No, they feel like you're doing nothing. Yeah, and the handle. I don't realize how much a handle matters. Yeah, the Harry has a good handle. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> Certain states, I can't say that. <laughs> uh, I liked it. I liked the hairy razor. Yes. I like I like the hairy uh, 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 foam gel, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that very much. Uh, it's packaged beautifully. You yeah. open it up, you feel like all that subscription stuff is nice. Yes. I like it. I like it a lot. So uh, the Truman Shave Trial Set is a $15 value for just $3.00. And harrys.com slash pen. pen. That's a pretty good deal. Bucks. Now, you might be a little bit confused and say, well, it's hair. Is it Harry's? But it's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash pen. And you get scheduled replacement blade delivery whenever you need them with refills as low as two bucks. It's a weighted handle foaming shaved. I like the foaming shave gel. Yes. I like that it foams in your hand. It's kind of, I don't know if it helps the shaving. Probably does, but it, it's aesthetically very pleasing. Yeah, the tactile. Everything you need for a great shave and nothing but that. The blades are made in their own factory in Germany and hold up better than ever. Guys who've tried it say their eighth shave is as sharp as their first. Yes. It's pretty great. No matter how new the new you is, look sharp all year long with Harry's. Get a $15 Truman shave set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash pen. And don't be confused by hair in Harry's, okay? Yeah. Don't, just don't. Just don't, just don't. The name, Harry. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Now, um, uh, is Jessica liking working in the show? Oh, yes. Tremendously. Now, have you talked to the other, there are two other great magicians, Alex Ramon. Yes. And uh, Vinny, of course, Vinny. Yeah. I've only been in like a big Zoom meetings with Alex so far. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, Vinny and I go way back. We, we know. We, but Alex is great, very good. Yes. He's a very, I mean, he's been running his own show up in uh, Lake Tahoe for a long time. He's mm-hmm. been a uh, a touring and, and headlining performer. Yeah, he's a pro. Yeah. And he also worked with Ringling, didn't he? And yeah, he was once was a Ringling. Uh, Disney on Ice. Ringmaster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done, he's done everything. He's a charming, charming fella. This is going to be a really, really good show. It is. It really yeah, is. Starting to take and we got shape. that Hondro trick. And we were on that Zoom meeting with Hondro, yeah. and it was kind of decided that you would lead that Hondro trick, yeah. and you were wicked happy. I, I Yeah, definitely. I mean, that this trick is incredible. Uh, it's going to work crazy well. And then uh, Hondro's- So you close the first half before intermission, yes. and you open the second half after intermission. Yeah, doing material that's not my own. Yeah, but you're so kind of a big dream deal. Come true. Dream come true. Dream come true. Now, have you ever, you've never done anything like that? Have you? I mean, you've acted. Really- That's it. It's, it feels very similar to uh, when I got cast at Fifty Shades, the parody as the lead. Mm-hmm. That seemed inappropriate in the moment, but I've rose to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I literally, after you, uh, after that meeting happened and it was clear I was going to be doing those two tricks, I did call the director and tell him to cut one of mine. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm in a lot. Let's go ahead and cut 
and I've I had two of my own tricks in the show. Let's cut one of them, mm-hmm. and I'll keep one, and then, then we'll, we'll go from there. And you're opening with misdirection, right? Yes. Opening the show. Yeah, 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 because that can feature all, all four of us. I was watching that. Uh, I was watching. I'm not watching. No, I was doing. Yes. I was doing uh, misdirection last night, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about uh, you doing this and thinking about, this is a very long sentence here. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to change this. Uh, well, uh, the way, because it has to showcase all of us, it's probably going to be Vinny and I doing it together. Mm-hmm. And as someone who's in charge of the script, I've given the longer lines to Vinny. Good thinking. <laughs> now, I got to tell you, I have worked with Vinny yeah. on prepared lines. <laughs> Have you considered that? I haven't. I yeah, have not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because we did a bit on Fool Us with Vinny. That's right. Where he had two lines to do. <laughs> and I'm just telling you, it was more than two takes. <laughs> it was more than a take per line. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be on top of it. I'm, I'm, that's one of the pieces that we, we worked on a lot when we, you guys already had it down, but but we, we, then the remounting post-pandemic we did a big rehearsal on that mm-hmm. piece or whatever. And so it's, it's been a very uh, special near and dear place to my heart of that piece. So I'm you mean w- with us. Yes. With yeah. Penn and Teller. Yeah. We Coming worked out. on that. Yeah. Yeah. And you put some lines in that. I did. So you'll be doing my lines that were written by you. Yeah. yeah that, that's you, right. You have that experience. Full circle. A boomerang, a working uh, boomerang. A working boomerang. <laughs> and again, it's not, it's, it's you. It's me. I it's did it. You I did all the, the work. Boomerang. <laughs> Now, have you ever seen anybody throw a boomerang and just catch it like it comes back? Also, it's made for hunting, right? I think that's apocryphal at this point, right? I mean, wasn't that originally what it was made for? I think it must be originally made for that. The idea is if you miss, it comes back. But if you strike it, then it's worth the trip. It falls down. I don't know. I don't know. But it seems like if you're thinking about throwing it so it comes back, are you still thinking? What are you trying to hit with it? uh, A bird? Yeah. You can't hit a bird with a boomerang. I don't think so. We need to know a lot more. Lazy squirrels. You got to know a lot more about Aboriginal Australian hunting. Like if it's like a wombat or some kind of weird marsupial that's endangered now, it's endangered because if you're slow enough to get caught by a boomerang, (laughs) you don't belong to be on the earth according to evolution. Yeah. Evolution is taking you out. Yeah. Are wombats slow? I I, I don't know. I think so. I saw a wombat at the Australian zoo the day that I was planning on fucking a kangaroo and then the kangaroo called my bluff <laughs> on that on that horrible horrible day. Um, so um uh my throat doctor. Oh yeah. At UCLA. Yeah. I have a friend Andy. Yes. Andy who's always sick and has every ailment in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think of a disease Andy's got it and Andy's always knocking on death's door. He yeah. just is. Yeah. And um so Andy has the same throat doctor I have, because of course his throat is having problems yeah. along with every other part of his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went to see the same doctor. Oh. And of course, Andy sometimes listens to the podcast. We knew all about this. <laughs> and after he harangued, which is why if you're a voice doctor, you must spend a lot of time going, see, I wish this guy's voice was worse. Because <laughs> he shut the fuck up. Maybe I can stick needles in his voice and fuck him up. Because you might not even known, but two H's. We made it very clear. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you got those two H's, you knew who you were dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what he said was very, very funny. Yeah. He said, I will have to listen to the podcast to see how my patient is doing. Ah. <laughs> Which is his kind of passive aggressive. I don't yeah. know if I'm using that right, because I don't know what passive aggressive is. Uh, passively threatening? I don't yeah, know. It sounds kind of passively his, threatening. Kind of his passive aggressive way of saying, oh, I guess he's not coming to me directly, right? Isn't that what uh, that's saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, if I have a doctor-patient. Uh, see, there's no, there's doctor-patient confidentiality. Yeah. There's no patient-doctor confidentiality. Fuck no. you. You can say whatever you want. You can say, <laughs> I went to this guy, he stuck his finger up my ass. You're welcome to say that, right? But he didn't, just to be clear. You can say, I went to the, no, he didn't. <laughs> Although that would have been cool. <laughs> Turn on your There's left. two ways to the throat. <laughs> Turn on your left side. I want to stick my finger up your ass. Because of because of my throat? No, because of what you said on the podcast. As a matter of fact, it's not my finger. Ta-da! Um, I want to talk a little bit about Canada. Oh. You want to talk about our, uh, our, our, our fro- neighbors to the north? Our frozen siblings? Yes. Um, we're doing a movie up there. Yes. Called The Big Whoop. 
Yeah. And we have to use, because we're obviously cheating people. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Like a sports stadium. Yeah. You, it's a way to rich people to steal money from poor people. Mm-hmm. They have all sorts of tax breaks for doing a movie in Vancouver. Yeah. So if you do a movie that would cost you $8 million, $9 million in Los Angeles, yeah. you can do it in Vancouver for $5 million. Right. Okay. And one of the reasons is that they give you all these tax breaks and kickbacks mm-hmm. and the idea is they're employing, uh, they're employing Canadian actors. Maybe it works. It is. I mean, it Maybe certainly works from like when you, when movies shoot in different locations, mm-hmm. they do put a bunch of money into that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like from a local economy, like if I run the, 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 the deli, mm-hmm. I'm thrilled at this kickback. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've, uh, rented your house out to be shot in, yeah. you're not thrilled. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, I no. thought they were just going to come in and make a movie. I didn't know they were going to have like frat parties here. <laughs> we didn't have frat parties. We dragged dollies across yes. your floor. Heavy equipment that's never been on your floor. Yeah. Across your floor. Yeah. If anybody asks you, now that we've already found our locations and yeah. have the contracts, I yeah. can tell you this. Anybody asks you to shoot in your house, just say no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, years ago, our comedy group, we put a little film together and we convinced someone to use our house, their house and they kicked us out mm. after two days. Never. You, I used my house for a movie for Rich Nathanson. Yeah. But that's because it was being torn down. Because <laughs> it was indeed actually going to be yeah. wrecked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's going to wreck it, sure. Then yeah. don't have to use it. But uh, Is that movie at Sundance this year? Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, Rich has been working on it for seven years. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, it's the first time it's come up and I've always think to ask you about it on air and then I go, no, I should maybe, maybe wait till off air because it's uh, been a while. Rich Nathanson yeah. has been working on that movie every day for seven years. That's impossible. He's now crossed Apocalypse Now. <laughs> He's working on it longer than Apocalypse Now and it's changed titles. Uh, he cut me out of the movie entirely. <laughs> I'm no longer in it. He uh, reshot with different actors. Yeah. It's uh, it, it. You know, it'll probably end up being the masterpiece of the 21st century. Right. He's put more time in it than any other movie ever, ever. He's just editing with what coupon scissors? Is that yeah, what he's coupon just, scissors? Yeah. <laughs> Pink pinking shears. <laughs> My dad always said shears instead of scissors. Yeah, that's a strong move. Yeah, very strong. Yeah, yeah. Well, my dad had, he's from Revere Beach in Boston. Yeah. And uh, he had a, he called a soda tonic and he yeah. said, shears, give me the shears. Well, I, the, the, the kitchen shears was like a revelation to me. I don't know. I want to say like in my thirties, uh-huh. I, I grew up, there was just a pair of scissors around the house. Yeah. And those scissors cut paper, food, whatever. Yeah. I didn't realize you're supposed to have a separate. Each other. Each other. Yeah. Certainly each other. <laughs> Pets. Um <laughs> <laughs> like that's an unpleasant image. <laughs> and the scissors were sometimes in the kitchen or up in a bedroom where you just had to look over the house for that one pair of scissors yeah, yeah. that did everything yeah. for, for all of us. Uh, I didn't realize there was assigned kitchen shears. For and they call them shears? Yeah. Okay. Oftentimes the scissors, what happened? Oh, oh I, that's my own cough button. That's me. I caused my own error. <laughs> a boomerang. I did it. And my voice came back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But someone must know about uh, Australian Aboriginal hunting. Yeah. They should write in. We definitely have Australian listeners. Yeah. And they, they have, should they write have to in. learn about it in school. Because, yeah, today they have probably have Boomerang 101. Yeah, in fact, go ahead. Lay the smack down on us. Who's the big hunter who legendarily used a boomerang for who's, every- Who's the Daniel Boone of Aboriginal- <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Now, the, Daniel the, the Boone- The whale that's in your zoo that's killed you know by a boomerang. You about Daniel Boone? Yeah. Daniel Boone went out hunting. Yeah. And he came back uh, a year later. Yeah. And his wife had a baby. And she said to him, I thought you were dead. So this baby is, uh, was fathered by your brother. You know what Daniel Boone said? What? Raise him as mine. <laughs> That's what Daniel Boone said. All right. Daniel Boone ended up being a good father to his, well, his, his brother's his nephew. sire. His, well, nephew, his wife. Half his, nephew, half son. I don't know. That conversation drove people crazy. Have chicken. Look, fine. Legend of Daniel Boone, great guy. Had at least one awkward Thanksgiving after that. (laughs) (laughs) One awkward Christmas. Yeah, and that is not mentioned in the Disney song at all. (laughs) Daniel Boone was a man, and his son was fathered by his brother. (laughs) 
<laughs> that doesn't come up at all. Not at all. But yeah, yeah, no. Great coonskin cap. Can we talk about your child? <laughs> I kind of more curious about him. Well, you know, Bill Wyman, who we mentioned earlier, is surfing in the stones. Yeah. And now the good bass player, yeah. Darren Jones, uh, has been bass player with the stones longer than Bill Wyman, which is amazing to me. Yeah. It shows you how time is crazy. Yes. Because Bill Wyman was bass player for the Stones forever. Yeah. And then uh, Darren Jones took over recently. Turns out he took over in like 90. Oh, right? wow. Right. Yeah. So he's been with the Stones. And uh, Zach Starkey has been the drummer for The Who twice as long as Keith Moon. Oh, that's crazy. But Bill Wyman, I always like to point this out. There's a song, a country song called I'm My Own Grandpa. Yes. That, which is, is a funny song. Yeah. Bill Wyman, at one point, the girl he was dating, her mother started dating his son. So if everybody had gotten married, his daughter-in-law would be his mother-in-law. Yeah. So Bill Wyman could have done, you know, if he stayed with the Stones. Yeah. I bet Mick and Keith could have written Bill's his own grandpa. <laughs> Daniel Boone's his own uncle. Yeah. However that works. And I out. guess the idea of like having your kid and handing him off to your 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 brother or sister to raise them as your own while I go out and be a rock star is too common to even put on one person, right? That's happened numerous times, hasn't it? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then uh, David Crosby, who just died, Yeah. Uh, his son, he put up for adoption, did not raise him. S suck him out. That's not the right word. Seeked him out. Seeked him. Suck. What's the past? What's the past tense? Searched. Searched. Sought. 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 Not sucked. That's a good word. Sought. He sought him out. Yeah. When he was grown. Oh. Like didn't do any raising. Yeah. When he was grown. David Crosby was really big on children he didn't raise because Melissa Etheridge, <laughs> her two children are both sired by David Crosby. That's right. Because Melissa Etheridge looked over all of mankind <laughs> and thought David Crosby's the first choice to raise, to, to sire, sire her yeah. children. Okay. That's genetic confidence where you're like, my genes are enough. I have done enough. Melissa. Fine. Take care of the rest. I've done my part. I remember when that came out in the tabloids, people kind of went, huh? Yes. I've, that was a very strange fact. Huh? Yeah. I believe that was the headline. Huh? I believe, I believe the actual children were like, what? <laughs> David Crosby? Okay. Anyway, but David Crosby sucked out, no, sought out his son, who he did not raise, gave up for adoption, cared nothing about, found out he was a keyboard player, and then formed a band with him. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's, 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 make, pretty that, good. that's as good and as it's going to And I will get, also I tell you, I, I don't want to speak bad of the dead. I don't want to speak bad of the dead. David Crosby, wonderful, wonderful singer. Yeah. Wrote some wonderful songs. And if you want to see a great thing, Long Time Gone, which is a song written by David Crosby, right? You can find this on the YouTube very easily. Tom Jones singing with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Now, it's all Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Neil Young, as far as I can tell, doesn't know he's there. Right. But that's okay. That's all right. Um, look at the cross shots where Tom Jones is singing his ass off. He's singing that song a thousand times better than it's ever been sung before. It's fabulous. There's a cross shot of David Crosby's face, and it is one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see because David Crosby is grinning ear to ear oh. like wow yeah this guy's really singing the shit out of my song and then he goes over and rather humbly does backing vocals right to appears to be a long right yeah. after tom jones is singing his ass off it's a beautiful moment between tom jones and david crosby and then stephen stills does the falsetto part and stephen stills looks like he thinks he's singing as well as Tom Jones <laughs> and he's not. And Tom Jones is not competing. Yeah. Like they would say on penis size, Tom, just pull out enough to win. <laughs> um, Tom doesn't have to sing at his best 
to sing better than Stephen Stills. Right. Stephen Stills doesn't know that. And it would be a little bit embarrassing if David Crosby's joy at watching Tom Jones was not so great. Yeah. But David Crosby is grinning in a way you've never seen him grin because you've never been with him when he was on that much marijuana. <laughs> but um, he's grinning his full head off. And Tom Jones, it's one of the great singing performances ever. You go back to that 60s stuff and watch the duets between Janis Joplin and Tom Jones, yeah. which at the time I would thought like, whoa, Tom Jones is so square. Yeah. And Janet Joplin is so hip. Why would they be singing together? And you watch it, and it's because they're both singing really well. <laughs> they, 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 know the, they, know, they know how to do it. They both know that. Yeah. They both know the other one's singing well and don't care at all that one is square and one is a hippie. Yeah. Especially when I'm sure they had sex. Because I don't think there's anybody that went on the Tom Jones show that didn't have sex with Tom Jones. No, no. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Of course. Now. That was they, uh, today. <laughs> yeah, today. If Tom Jones walked in and said, I want all of we'd go, okay. All right. Whatever it takes, Tom. Yeah, we're there. We're there for you, Tom. That was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. And to our listening. You become naked. I've got a lot more to say about Canada. It's <laughs> oh, stuff yeah. I'm going to say about Canada that's going to get Glenn very angry. <laughs> or it's going to make him suffer more. Is that we should tease that? I believe what we're doing now is teasing it. Oh, yeah, good point. I will talk about Canada. And boomerangs. We want to learn about boomerangs. Hope someone wrote in right away. <laughs> And I hope Glenn told us about Alligator Axe. You know we love you. You got anybody to thank there, Matt Donnelly? I sure do. I want to thank Will Jason. David, I want to finger your cunt Brenner. There, I said it, David. You happy? Tristan Connett, Aaron Boyd, Mason Gooch, Sagebrush, Matthew Mishu, Luke Mellon, Eileen Hunter, Jason Andrew Davidson, Peter B. Clark, Average Seal, Matt Williams, Tom Boneroffice McQueen, Soapy Fresh, Dan Griffith, Brad Sherlag, Mike Cavanaugh, Rafiki, Steve Feldman, Jonathan P., NewRuleFX.com, Eric M. Ryan, and Chris Tehachapi Loop McKinney. Thank you so much. Thank you. Trace Daryl Adkins. Daryl. Daryl. Daryl Trace is a great porn name. Yeah. Of course, you knew his middle name was Daryl. You knew it. But Dunka Daryl. But Dunka Daryl. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S. based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.